U.S. debt downgrade and the impact on your IRA. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial, and welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. Today, we are going to be discussing the recent decision by Fitch Rating last uh, week or week and a half ago to downgrade, yeah, downgrade the U.S. debt from a triple a to aa plus and this is pretty significant uh yeah we're the most powerful country economy in the world but we have some issues some internal housekeeping issues that if we don't fix and if our politicians on both sides of the aisle don't get this straightened out um we're going to spiral out of control and potentially be in a massively bad situation and um guess what is going to have to happen Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not in a year or so, but in the short to long term, taxes are going to have to go up. And I'll explain why. And if taxes go up, having a IRA, especially a Roth IRA, is going to have even greater importance because of the ability to get tax-free income, tax-free distributions from your account in the name of Roth once you're 59 and a half and the Roth's been open at least five years. Whereas in a traditional IRA, your money will grow without tax, which is known as tax deferral, compounding returns. And yes, once you're over 59 and a half, if you pull the money out, you have to pay income tax. Um, but that money is still growing without tax, which will allow for a greater source of wealth. Um, ultimately, the Roth IRA will prove to be the most um, tax advantageous retirement account in a higher tax environment, which is coming. And I'll go through some of the historical tax rates. But before that, let's um, focus on this Fitch rating, um, this downgrade. Um, essentially, the agency, um, as I mentioned, changed the U.S. credit rating from a AAA to AA+. And the report's very interesting. It pointed to the repeated fights in Congress over raising the debt ceiling, even though uh, they ultimately came up with a solution. Um, Fitch doesn't have or didn't have a lot of faith in uh, cooperation. And um, the issue is long-term, how are we going to fix this mess? Um, and I'll go through some of these figures that are pretty scary. So if you consider how much the U.S. fiscal and political outlook has deteriorated since uh, the last debt downgrade, which is 2011. I actually remember doing blogs. I wasn't doing podcasts in 2011. I was doing blogs when S&P dropped the AAA to, um, uh, and, and Fitch didn't, and Moody's didn't. But the uh, Standard & Poor dropped the AAA rating. Um, that was 12 years ago. And I remember uh, people were nervous about it and um, ultimately it wasn't you know, a major issue. So uh, the problem is we're in a way worse position today than we were 12 years ago. Here it is. The ratio of US debt held by the public to GDP at the time, was two, 2011, was only 65.5%. While the Congressional Budget Office expects it to be 98.2% this year, that's up from 79.4% before the pandemic and is expected to rise to 115% of the gross domestic product by 2033. And that's on present trends. And Fitch notes, U.S. general government debt, including state and local government, is more than two and a half times greater than the median 39.6% of GDP for a AAA rating. Okay, so we're not in good shape. We don't deserve to have a AAA rating. Okay, maybe we don't even deserve to have a AA plus rating. Um, our house is not in order. Our budget deficit is enormous. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, 
the deficit in the first nine months of the fiscal year hit 1.39 trillion. That's up 169% from the same period the year before. The deficit is supposed to shrink when the economy grows, but revenues aren't keeping pace with runaway spending. And that will get to taxes in a minute because tax rates are still relatively low when you look historically. Um, the debt ceiling deal this year did little to curtail the spending. Um, remember the Republicans, Democrats um, fought and uh, the Republicans pushed Biden to uh, do away with some of his lending, uh, his loan forgiveness programs. And the Republicans were able to get some of the excess COVID money to be returned to the government. But all in all, it, you know, it didn't really move the needle. Um, and, and that's the big issue is Congress, Democrats, Republicans, Senate, Senate, it's not popular to raise taxes, right? They definitely can't cut Social Security, right? We know social programs, Medicaid, Social Security is pretty much untouchable. But the problem is Social Security may not be around in 20 years. Now, I don't think that's going to be the case because uh, whoever does end up cutting these social programs are going to have a tough time getting elected. But the CBO expects spending on Social Security to grow from 5.1% of GDP in 2023 to 6% in 2033. Spending on Medicare, Medicaid, and other mandatory health programs will rise from 5.8% of GDP to 6.6% over the same period. Now, uh, there's reports out there that Social Security will run out by 2034. Now, again, I don't think that's going to happen. And Medicaid's Health Insurance Trust Fund will be able to cover all benefits until 2031. That's not that long ago, right? You're talking about seven to 10 years away where Social Security and Medicaid could be bankrupt. Um, so what, what do we do? Well, we can keep printing money, but that may not help because let's look at our deficit. Um, our deficit is out of control. Okay, as I mentioned, the federal government deficit nearly tripled in the first nine months. The Treasury Department said, Last week, that the budget gap from October through June was nearly 1.4 trillion. It's a 170% increase from the same period a year earlier. Okay. Um, let's look at the shortfall ads estimated to be more than $32 trillion. Okay. That's our estimated deficit, budget deficit, $32 trillion that we are in the hole. Right. That means, you know, you have $100 in the bank and you owe, you know, $32 million to the bank. Like you can't get out of that. The only way to get out of it is print, cut spending and raise taxes. Those are the three ways to get out of this. We did this in 92, we balanced our budget. Uh, Democrats, Republicans, President Clinton, our new Greengrits, we worked together, we had a balanced budget. That's a million years ago. We now went from balanced budget, zero deficit to $32 trillion in you know, 20, 30 years. And uh, I don't see a way out of this other than significantly raising taxes and cutting spending. The problem is Democrats don't want to cut spending. Republicans don't want to raise taxes. Okay. And I'm blaming both parties here. You know, whether you you, you love, hate the Republicans, President Trump, Biden, both responsible, right? President Trump spent a lot of money. President Biden continued to spend a lot of money. Didn't understand the impact of inflation. He kept saying it was transitory. Well, it's not. Inflation's real. And because interest rates are going up, it's causing us to spend more to cover our debt obligations, right? At zero interest rates, you can spend, 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 and borrow, 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 because the interest rates you're paying on the debt is minuscule. But because interest rates keep going up, unfortunately, our cost of dealing with that debt is skyrocketing. 
okay? And we need to figure out how to pay for that. Well, there's only way, as I mentioned, a couple ways to do that. It's raising taxes or cutting spending dramatically. Well, we're not doing a great job of cutting spending, right? Well, there's a war in Ukraine that we keep spending, throwing money at. Um, we want to uh, bail out uh, student loans. We're spending more on our debt obligations. Um, it's not looking great, okay? So ultimately, I only see one way out and that's raising taxes considerably. It's the only way we're gonna be able to raise more revenue, whether it's through wealth tax, whether it's through taxing stocks, uh, or whether, and whether it's not or, but and whether we're going to increase personal income tax returns, which we know that's going to happen. Um, so let's look at um, historical tax rates. So obviously, you know, since 2017, um, we're looking, well, this year, 2023, 37% is the highest tax rate. 2017, it was 39.6%. All the way, um, 2012 was 35%. Um, it went 2001 to 39%. Just going back, 1990 was 28%. 86 was 50%, right? And then if you look back in the 80s, 50, 60, and then in the 70, 70% 70 plus, right? So I don't think we're going to see 70, 80% taxes. Um, we're definitely going in the high 30s to 40s, 100%. Uh, I don't see a way around it. Uh, I could see us going close to 50%. At some point, we may not be able to do anything about that. Cutting spending is not going to be popular. No one will want to cut Social Security and Medicare, which is two of the most expensive programs. Uh, I don't think we're going to be cutting our military significantly. And plus, it's only you know about a $1.2 trillion budget. So we need a cut. We need a significantly cut, cut, cut. And we need to raise, raise, raise revenues. And with higher interest rates, it's going to be even more difficult because the, the debt payments are more expensive. Okay. Um, so again, it's you're, we're going. We have to expect uh, a raising um, tax rate. So I'm just getting some numbers here on the debt. So here's some numbers. Financing the debt is increasingly expensive as a result of rising interest rates. Interest payments over the last nine months reached 652 billion. That's 25 percent more than during the same period a year ago. Okay, so our costs keep going up. Our deficit keeps going up. Um, our spending keeps going up and we don't want to raise taxes. And again, I, as a tax lawyer, I'm not advocating to raise taxes. All I'm doing is saying, hey, prepare for an environment of increased taxes over the next two to 10 years. I don't know when it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, it's going to happen with a higher personal tax rate. It's going to hire private, higher capital gains tax rate, definitely on the middle to upper class. I can see a, a wealth tax. I can see an inflated estate tax, potentially even a tax on sale of stocks. The government's going to need to get creative to raise money because we can't keep going. Honestly, we're spiraling out of control. And this is a Republican and Democratic problem. Uh, don't blame Trump. Don't blame Biden. Blame both. They both spent, 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 spent. Um, and we want to cut very little taxes. And even if we are cutting taxes, uh, maybe we should, right? Because um, we need to keep things in order. And I don't see a way out of this uh, other than a significant increase in the tax base, whether it's personal, uh, corporate, capital gains, um, and, and finding ways to uh, shrink this deficit. Because if we don't tackle this soon, it's going to be a runaway freight train. And um, 
we may not, uh, you know, Casey Jones, we may not be able to stop this train from going off the cliff. So um, that's it. Um, it's not the best of news. I want to try to keep be more upbeat summer, right? August, everyone's getting ready, uh, having a great summer, looking forward to the end of summer and just enjoying it. But unfortunately, we, we, we've driven this train pretty much to the point where it's going to um, explode uh, because we're spending out of control, um, both parties. We cut taxes and we don't want to increase tax base and interest rates going up is going to be the um, the death blow. Honestly, that third strike where, hey, US, like we're out. Now, thankfully, we're still the number one country. It's still a safe haven. It's still the place where you want to park your money. Where are you going to put your money? In, in Europe? Probably not. In China? No. Russia? No. Middle East? No, right? US is still the safe haven. How long? We'll see, right? Europe's in, in worse trouble. The UK is in big problems. China has a major population issue. Um, they have obviously a, a government that um, is um, trying to keep growth um, moving forward and they're, they're having challenges. So yeah, we're, we're still in the best position, but we need to clean our house up. We need to get things in order. And we, we may need to um, all kind of pitch in, um, unfortunately, pay some extra taxes, cut spending, uh, maybe push the retirement age up a couple of years. I mean, we saw France try to do that, or they did that, and there was widespread uh, rioting. We may have no choice. We may need to push the Social Security retirement age up five years. Um, we may not have a choice, right? We may need to make it more difficult to get on Medicare or Medicaid. Like, we have to figure out, we may need to pull back on our military spending. We have to increase our tax base. We just have to get things in order because it's like credit card debt. It balloons, it balloons, balloons. Interest rates are up. They're high. They're probably going to stay relatively higher in the next five years. And it's going to get more and more difficult to pay down our debt. So uh, before we spiral out of control, we need our politicians to kind of get together and realize this isn't going to be easy. It's not going to be popular. We have no choice. we got to do it because if not, the, U the U.S., um, financial system uh, will be in big trouble. So as an IRA holder, the way I'm looking at this is, hey, I'm happy everything I have is in Roth because I can tell you with taxes going up, with whether it's corporate tax, individual capital gains tax, um, I'm feeling good that my money's in a Roth where I can live off those funds tax-free uh, once I'm 59 and a half. So I think we have to expect a higher tax rate environment and just it's something to consider whether you have a pre-tax IRA, if you're saving personally, you may want to save in an IRA, save in a 401k. If your asset values are dropping, you may want to consider a Roth. Uh, and again, the Roth values, once you're over 59 and a half, the Roth's been over five years, you can live off that money tax-free. Whereas if it was a pre-tax IRA, you'd be able to pay, you'd have to pay tax. No penalty, but you'd have to pay tax on what you pull out. And it's an ordinary income tax rate. And if your tax bracket is super high and tax rates are 45, 50%, you know, you, you may regret not being in a Roth. So that's kind of my play. Um, and again, just going through the historical tax rates, I, I, we're pretty much at the low end, um, 37, you know, the twenties. Um, but before 1986, it, it was 50 to 70%. The lowest um, since we saw 28% in 1990, um, you know, that, that's pretty much been the lowest. Um, now we're at 37%. So I can't see us going anywhere 
um, back down. I think we got to be looking at 45 plus in the next five years. I mean, I just don't see a way around it because we're not raising enough money and uh, we keep spending and with higher interest rates, servicing this debt is just going to spiral out of control. So if Washington isn't on top of this, um, you know, it's it's going to be a major, major problem for, for not just our kids, for us. So there you go. But what we can do is as IRA investors, 401k investors is look at this, look at the projections and be like, okay, how do we minimize this impact? And I think it's being in a Roth IRA, a Roth 401k, and that, that's exactly what I am uh, doing. So there it is. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. The story is a bit negative, but you know, we haven't done a great job in the last 30 years managing our, our financial position. Uh, we got the most powerful economy, the strongest country in the world, but we're not great at keeping our books in order. So, and that's on both sides of the aisle, right? I'm not blaming any party. The both have made major uh, mistakes um, and we're going to have to address this by, as I mentioned, either raising taxes and or cutting spending. There's just no other way around it. We can't just keep printing, printing, printing money at higher interest rates. Like the train will go off the bus. Anyways, next week, I promise I'm going to be presenting a more upbeat, optimistic uh, topic. Uh, I got something in mind. So that's it. Thanks for hanging out with me. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see everyone next week. Ciao.